Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined as always with me, my man, Mr. Chance, Michaels. Chance, how are you, brother? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not bad at all, brother, man. Here we are. It's Tuesday, three days till Friday, the weekend, I guess. You know, that's just the way I kind of look at the week, man. You, you everyone hates well, look, everyone hates on Monday, right? Yeah. I don't hate up Monday because without Monday, there's no Friday. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Right. And and I mean, I if if days of the week had feelings, I bet Monday would be like one of the depressed days of the week. Right. Like no one likes yeah. me. Everyone hates me. Like Monday without Monday, there's no other days. So you kind of go through it. And you know what? Monday Night Raw is on Monday. It's the best thing about one of the best. Monday, well, that's it. That's it, man. At one time, and you know me, man, I was Subway and Monday Night Raw, but things have changed. But <laughs> you got to have thing, a Subway one of these times. You know, I'll be honest. I had Subway a couple weeks ago, and I haven't had it in a while. And I'll be honest, it did, just didn't hit me. Like, I ate the quality's it. Quality's went fine. down over the years, absolutely. I think everything's quality's gone down. I looked at the sandwich. I'm like, this is a 12-inch? Like, I almost wanted to get a ruler. Like, I'm just looking at it. and I don't know, man. I mean, I guess with the food prices and everything, I guess they're stingy on That's how much why. they put they're on, right? Back. Yeah, yeah. Guys, gals, before we get started and break everything down here for you this week, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Your support is is endless. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't can't do this without you guys. So make sure Absolutely. to hit that. So, Chance, this weekend we had a whole bunch of things go down, but today we're just going to focus on Night of Champions. That happened from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Um, I thought it was an okay card, to be honest. It, wasn't bad. Uh, it was okay. It, it wasn't the greatest of the shows that I, you know, you. I don't know, dude. I I I had expectations, but I didn't have expectations. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I was saying, but it's it's like it wasn't the best show, but it's so hard to do every pay per view be the beatbox office every time. It's yeah, hard to yeah. travel. Guys are tired. Yeah, no yeah. excuse. But yeah, it's no, hard no, to make no. A good show. It was good, and I think the other problem is, and we were talking about this a little bit off air. It's like you know, for some. For a lot of people, a show might be amazing, but for you and me, we might just kind of see it a little differently, just because. That's of, true. That's fair. You know, so so that that being said, to us saying it's a good show would be a spectacular show for someone else, in Absolutely. a lot of ways, right? So what, let's bring. What was it. your favorite match of the night? Um, I'll be honest. I I I was really really looking forward to the Bianca and Oscar match. I just thought that there was something was going to give there, and sure enough, it did. And I liked how she did it. Um, I liked how it kind of ended. Um, there were a couple other little swerves here and there, but everything else was pretty much standard. Uh, the aligning of Zoe Starks with uh, Trish Stratus, I liked it. It shows yes. me that Trish is probably going to stick around for a while. Uh, you know, she doesn't have to wrestle all the time, but taking a young talent just being under there. her wing, yeah. just being there with a young talent under her wing. Uh, and I think, you know what, like we talked about last week, I thought she looked uncomfortable on the stick, but uh, this week she looked better. And and I realized that that's just the way Trish is. I remember, you know, maybe she's not the best promo in the world, but that no. was, you know, even at the height of her game, that was just how she spoke. You know, it was kind of like an, in a matter of fact kind of way, but she's getting more comfortable with the role and you're starting to see that real good heel that she can be coming out. So yeah. That was oh, well. kind of cool as well. Um, Jimmy turning on Roman, man. I loved it. I told that you was... that match That match was two things. One, 
to introduce Sammy to Saudi because he was never able to go there before because of the... Yeah, they threatened to arrest him before, didn't they? And take kidnap well, him and stuff? Well, no, what happened was is Lebanon, he's Lebanese. Yeah. He's Lebanese, Canadian, uh, Anglo. So he, no, sorry, he's Muslim. He's Muslim, sorry. Uh, so, so, so he's basically from Lebanon and apparently Lebanon and Saudi Arabia had some sort of conflict. Due to that conflict, if anyone from Lebanon had gone into the country, they would be subjected to arrest and whatever. And it wasn't from, was Sammy speaking out against Saudi and talking negative? No, too, or no? nothing, okay. nothing. It had more. It has more to do with the two countries than it does oh, with okay. Sammy. Sammy is going to be one of those kind of guys that talks like that, right? So no, he's not. Like he's outspoken. He's not afraid to speak his opinion. But I think he's smart about what he chooses to speak on, right? Uh, so that was kind of like a. That was a bit of a homecoming. It was really cool to see him come out there. I thought it was really, really cool to see him do the ring intro. Um, that was really cool. Um, yeah, that was good. So, but the turn, I thought the turn was amazing, the way they did it. I, you and I kind of called it. We thought, you know, again, this match was just furthering that storyline of the bloodline, right? And that's what we got exactly. We we basically got what we told you guys what, that we were going to get. The whole card itself was good. I mean... Uh, AJ and and um, Seth, I think, was the best match of the night in terms of just match. That was a good match. Right? The, those two put on a killer clinic. Great way to start off the program. Uh, the right guy went over in Seth Rollins. Now yeah, that we was, have, yeah. yeah, now we have a heavyweight champion of the world. Um, and just so that, you know, this is what I find weird about WWE. On their shows like The Bump and, you know, with even with... Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the the announcing team, Michael Cole and um, Corey Graves. Corey Graves, yeah. They kept saying brand new. This is a brand new title. But WWE has already come out and said this is going to be the continuation of the World Heavyweight Title that was let go, like they shut down in twenty twelve. Yeah. So it's, I've seen a lot of things online today. People knocking that title, calling it the secondary title. Now we got three belts here, right? I mean, three heavyweight belts. They're calling it universal and heavyweight, but this is turning into boxing. You got WBC, WBA. Yeah, well, it's okay. Much. So, so, so Roman, it's like throwing Seth the ball. Okay, here you right. Go. You can't so, be Roman, but here he is. You're the secondary champ. What, so what they I think to... it's saturated and watering it down. No, no, no. I belts. get that. I get it. But that, those two belts with Roman count as one. Now, if WWE no, but, would, but why is he carrying two to take one the, off? Then what I'm basically getting at here is what they should do. Is take those two belts and make one out of them, right? They should. So that, that's not. my. Opinion. That's why they're kind of. I think they water it down for Seth. <laughs> like I'm glad for Seth, but to me, yeah. it's a secondary title. Well, because it, now you hear him saying he's chasing Roman. Why are you chasing Roman to get that other belt if this belt is on the same playing field? It's not secondary right. title. Well, so I like, don't like I said, that. there's no need for this title. No. Like what um, does it do? It doesn't do anything. Because Roman, because now Seth is chasing Roman. Roman should be like, "Hey, I want your belt, Seth. I want all three, But he's not. Seth is saying, oh, "Yeah, I'm going to come for you." Blah blah. I respect you. Like, you know what all the stuff he's saying. But to me, they're making this a secondary title. And if you're going to do that, why have it? Okay. Well, I mean, oh, I on first, uh, yeah, fair enough. On first glance, I can't disagree with you. Let's. Mm -hmm. I, I take the school of thought. I I like to see how it plays out. The title's new. Let's see mm -hmm. what Roman does. Like I said, I think those two titles are considered one, even though he's walking around with two. So belts. I'm wondering if he could. I'm wondering if they have them two separate. If we could have, end up having three different champions here because there's three belts. If not, no. combine into one and scrap no. the other belt. No, no, no. It, it, I, I can answer that for you right now. It's those two titles together are considered one. They're, they're, they're not 
three oh, separate... Why do you need two titles to be considered one, though? That's I, I, I think because that's what Roman had from the get-go. He had those two belts. That's just the way... That's the look for him, right? I mean, that's what shows his dominance in terms of story, in terms of character. But I took both the belts sort of a deal. Yeah, well, that's um, what I mean. So you're right. right. So I, I get that belt look right? Right, perhaps, perhaps, for right now. Like, we got right? the Super Bowl, and we got the Great Cup. Seth has the Great Cup. That's harsh, man. The, uh, that's harsh. Well, I mean, it's like, it's no, like, no, that's fine. That's fine. I it's harsh. I brought that title out, but I, I understand the thinking on that. Well, again, let's see Let's see how it plays out, right? Yeah. Let's just see how it goes. It was a good like match, though. Yeah, no, so the match itself was solid. Um, but let's, let's see where they go with it. Um, I thought they took a lot of flack on Monday Night Raw because of AJ showing up there and being a tag team partner. That's another him. thing. So he's on, this is what I'm talking about. The draft is useless. Vince should just scrap it because AJ's on SmackDown and only Omos and Brock go back and forth, but AJ just had to be on Raw. Like, just, I know the role last, is not really last, last minute call that was actually, to be honest, what happened was is AJ actually went back home. He went back to Atlanta. He was sitting at home. And at the very last minute, they called him and said, hey, can you come out for this? So I don't know what the logic behind it was. But I mean, those two, there was no logic. But I mean, you know, I, I can. No, you know, what, I'm just going to leave it. I don't know. Yes. How, I can't even justify it. But that, they just need to scrap the draft and anybody can go anywhere. Well, I, I hope that was just a one off. Right. Let's just hope it's a one off. If we'll it see. happens consecutive weeks, then, yeah, definitely. The draft is a joke. There's um, another thing that I noticed about and the Brock and Cody match, I thought it was a great match. They were yeah. saying Cody would have a titanium cast. Yeah. That was no titanium arm cast. That was the rubber thing with a couple couple of Velcros on it. So I'm not sure oh, why yeah. they were doing that and not giving him a more big little cast. Uh, because it was covered in black fabric, the underneath was titanium, right? That's the way they were selling it. Probably they're selling it. Okay, right? Yeah, enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like covered up. I mean, if it was just a titanium plate or whatever, you know... Yeah. You know, another thing I noticed about Brock Lesnar, if he likes you and respects you, I find he sells for you more. He sells a lot for Cody. He's really putting Cody over by selling for him. No, I, I think hey, he respects Cody. And what's okay. the difference? I want to, that's great that you said that because what I heard, I heard a clip. Um, I'm not big on shorts and stuff like that, but whenever I see a wrestler on a short or a boxer on a short, I'll, I'll take a gander. Yeah. And, and I'm glad I did. I haven't listened to the Sam Roberts podcast in a little bit. I'm probably going to go back and listen to this episode with John Cena. And John, they talk, they're talking, and I don't know where this clip is coming from or what leads up to it, but John Cena basically says that Brock is one of the greatest guys in the business. Because when it's time to put someone over, there's no one greater than Brock to do so. We saw that yeah. with Drew McIntyre. If you like you said, if he likes you, he will put you over and make you a superstar. Right? Roman. Roman, right? He did that for him. And now he's doing it for Cody. Uh he talks about John Tino talked about that match that him and Brock had uh when Brock had come back and he had suplexed uh him fifteen hundred times or whatever. Yeah, right? I remember that match, right? Yeah. right. And what happened was is Brock actually came up to him before that match and said, Hey. Steve Austin and I were having dinner together the night before, and we came up with this idea, and the idea was that match. And Cena, without even flinching, said, sure, let's do it. And he's like, wow. what, what? And so Sam goes, what, why? Why would you do that? Because it's because it's furthering the product. It's furthering the story. Him doing that to me, destroying me, coming off, and the, I think he had just come off... Um, come off beating the taker too, right? So he had just beaten the streak. 
right? Yeah. So for him to come off the street and just dominate John Cena the way he did solidifies the win at WrestleMania against The Undertaker. So it justifies that. So it puts The Undertaker in a good spot, puts Brock in a good spot, makes Brock look strong. Mm-hmm. And now you have a superstar that can help build other superstars. That's how the business works. It's supposed to, yeah. Right? It's supposed to. And I think this is why guys like Triple H, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Brock Lesnar, and I guarantee at some point Roman Reigns will get this flack too, that, oh, they don't put people over. All they ever did was put people over. Oh, that's crazy. It's just some jealous, right? jealous wrestlers that start these rumors up and people catch on to it, you know what I mean? Right. Right, like these, the biggest guys on Mount Rushmore are also the biggest guys to promote the product because they know the bigger picture. That's true. They know the bigger picture. If they want to be able to watch wrestling on Monday night, 15 years from now, they are going to have to make a star, help make the star. Speaking of uh, Mount Rushmore, did you hear that Shane McMahon called Hulk Hogan less WrestleMania wanted to have a match with him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got too many surgeries. I don't think... Hogan could do much at 69. He could do some punching. I don't think he could even get the leg up, the leg drop. Ah, uh, I've always said this about Hogan. I love him, but I think the stupidest finisher in the history of wrestling is the leg drop. Well, people it, don't know one thing about that leg drop. He's six foot seven. Now he's six foot four. He lost three inches on his spine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, right? he, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is, he always promoted the 24 inch pythons. Mm-hmm. Your finisher should have been something like a crazy lariat. It should have been something to do with the pythons, like squeeze the fuck out of someone, right? Yeah. The leg drop is just so pointless. It's the dumbest move ever. No one does it. I know. You don't see it often That's at all. That's one move that you never see duplicated by anyone. If anyone has copyrighted that move, it's Hogan. No one touches it because they know the damage it can do to your hip. After long repeated of hitting, hitting it, yeah. Right? Yeah, it damages the back. Who knows? Hogan said he might want a retirement match. So well, I guess the Hogan and Shane match could work because you could say your dad and me could beef and then you could come come to the sun. I guess it could work, but I don't know how much Hogan can move around. He can barely well, walk. Well, I tell you what, if they're talking about it now and it's June or sorry, Hogan May, that podcast that he had there the other day. Yeah, pretty good, eh? Damn good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got what? Pretty much eight, nine months to get ready. He can punch and kick and be a, hit, a, hit a couple chairs. It'll be like a two to five minute match. No, it wouldn't be anything massive. But, dude, I, I was just watching uh, one of his. Uh, I'll go with WrestleMania 40. It sells itself, right? Like, that's big to have him there. Oh, dude, it totally sells himself, man. And and you're in the city of brotherly love. You know, you could get Rocky out there if you really wanted to. You could get Sly out there for that sort of a deal. I don't know. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I'll go through that, that out right? there on purpose just to kind of get the feelers out there, right? Because well, he wouldn't lie about Shane calling him and saying, let's do it. No, I think it'd be funny to see, right? And I, I, I'm fun to see, sorry, not funny. But uh, I think it'd be fun. It'd just be kind of like, you know, a bookend for him. Because technically, yeah, he's retired, but he never really went out. You know what I mean? He never really went out. I mean, I think Ric Flair's had more. Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair's had more retirement matches than him. And this dude's fucking jacked, man. Hogan is still Hogan's huge. Hogan's still, man. I was just he watching is. one of his promos uh, for the Hogan karaoke thing he does at his beach. Uh, yeah, on the Fridays, beach- and uh, he was just standing doing the side profile thing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's arms are so monstrous. 69 years old, dude. It's unreal. I guess you don't lose it. If you have that size and you maintain it throughout your whole he's life. He's a big, naturally big guy. He's, he's big. His arms are bigger than Vince. And Vince is pretty big, too, but he ain't that big. No, for sure, for sure. All right, so yeah. Cody Cody versus Brock. Let's get into that one very quickly here. Uh, you know what? I, I think the right thing happened here. They prolonged yeah, it, it. They made it work. And like I told you, 
Cody wouldn't tap out. He he faded out. So Brock won. Actually, fight. that's thanks for bringing that up. He got that idea from his dad when his dad faded out to one of Ric Flair's figure fours. Yeah, he yeah. Loves a little subtle uh, body to his dad. A lot of people didn't catch up on. Once they seen him go like this, I'm like oh yeah, Dusty did that to Rick, so he's doing a tribute to his dad without saying. I'm surprised the announcer didn't catch on to it, but that's what he why he did that. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I saw that as well, and I picked up on good that spot. as well. Right, it was a really good spot, and you know what, I like it. Passing out is so much better than tapping, man. No one gets hurt. You, in fact, you're you're commended that you didn't tap. You know, you you lost, but you didn't lose, right? So, no, it's good for Brock. He got what he, he needed, what I think he needed for sure, uh, for his character, for him. Uh, this vision. finishes up at SummerSlam here. One and something Cody like that. Well, we'll see. We got Money in the Bank coming up, and then we got Great American Bash. We got two more shows to come, so I don't know what they're going to do with Cody until then. Um, but he'll yeah, let him heal up, and he'll he'll take a run at Brock for some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got to have like a some sort of supplemental feud because it's two months, right? Two yeah. months in the world of professional wrestling is a lifetime. Oh, big time! Absolutely, so, dude. So you know, we're we're talking about eight shows here before SummerSlam. Or, or 16 shows before SummerSlam, if you want to yeah, count Fridays lot. as well, right? So that's a lot in the world of wrestling. We've seen guys become best friends on week one and then bitter enemies by week 16. Yeah, well, yeah, like right? you said, we have such a short attention span society that you don't keep it hot for a few, so you forget about it, and we're on to the next thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you could keep this fight for SummerSlam. It'd be probably the best place for it so. uh, with the crowd and everything, but what do you do for the next couple of months, right? So... And I don't think he can really do any hunting right now. So I guess he could just be fishing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Let him come out for one or two rows of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's no, yeah, hunting's mainly fall and, and winter, fall. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So no hunting right now. So I guess just fishing for Mr. Yeah, Nesmith. maybe fishing weights. Right. And fishing, that's about it. All right, Lou. Rhea Ripley, Natalia, squash match, totally expected. I uh, didn't have much of an expectation for that at all. Just something to kind of pass the time. But let's talk about Bianca and Asuka. I thought these two had a really, really good match. Uh, I started a yeah, little slow. Good. Last couple of Bianca matches have started slow, but they find their momentum and they start to pick up their speed. Um, really well done. Really well executed on both sides. You started to see kinks in the armor of Bianca Belair. At least I think I saw kinks in the armor, which I've been saying we're going to get a heel turn here pretty soon in the next couple months. Like I said, from now to SummerSlam, I believe Bianca will be a heel at SummerSlam. Um, will be it be Let's see what Austin can do as champion because Bianca was a really good champion. Also, well, that big shoe still here. No, yeah, but she's proven herself to be a great champion in her own right. And if this is the Asuka we're getting, you know, go, you know, be careful, right? Yeah. I mean, she, she's sneaky, she's conniving, and, and she's kind of that kind of loose cannon kind of crazy, which is kind of a bad combo with someone who sprays <laughs> mist, right? Yeah, I know. I know. sprays the mist as well, right? So she's mm -hmm. got what it takes to be champion. She hasn't been champion since 2020, right? She, she, well, she won it. She won the money. Well, she won that money in the bank at... um. Well, she won the money bank in 2020, and yeah. then the title was in there. She held the title for a little while, and then she ended up losing it, right? But she was the first pandemic champion after Becky went off to have a baby. So well, let's see held... a bit of a chance she can be now, because Bianca is one of the best women's champions ever. So this is a big 
you know, passing of the torch, so to speak. I don't know if it's passing the torch, but it's just, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, really no, up for a game. No, I th- and I think she will. I don't think this feud's over. I think there's a rematch, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. She will. I believe she will. I, if she doesn't, then you know what? I don't know, man. Maybe it's time for her Just to retire. The belt and somebody yeah, else yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. But there is some great talent in those wings. I'm telling you, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez, yeah. she will be world champion one day. Um, you know, it's a shame that Dakota Kai ha- is out now for eight, nine months. She's pretty much done for the rest of the year. Uh, she, she yeah. tore, she, you know, she she's uh, ripped some muscles apart, so she's basically gone for a while. EO Sky, this is a great opportunity for her at some point. Um, those are the guys, those are my main prospects, Raquel and EO. Watch for those two on either brand or against each other. That's going to be fun, man. Um, Ronda Rousey, speaking of the women's division, they won the tag team titles last night, but she went off yes. on the division. Did you read anything about that? She talks about no. how shallow the division is and they're not doing enough to promote the tag team division. There's not enough teams. Like she was taking shots at the division, saying that, you know, it's shallow in the tag team side. You mean like in an interview or like on social media or what? No, no, in an interview with CBS Sports or something like that. Well, she is right in a way that the women's tag team wrestling is, there's not a lot of teams. It's just, no, it isn't a great division. She's right, I guess. No, she's, she's not I guess wrong, she's just but... playing the heel card. He must have got approval to go on there and say that, right? Yeah, yeah, I would have to think so. Yeah, she's a... Ronda Rousey says WWE does not care about its dismally shallow women's division. Um, so she basically said after winning the champions, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she, she did this interview with the New York Post. The lack of competition is really the problem. I mean, we want to be the most active champions out there. I want to be able to defend this title every week and twice a week on both SmackDown and Raw. But how dismally shallow is the women's division right now? There aren't enough women around here to keep us busy for a month. Building some heat, right? Playing that heel, playing that. Well, she's done this before, right? I mean, this is not the first time Ronda Rousey's come on. And I mean, I don't even know if Kayfabe even exists anymore, if that's even a thing, right? But she came out once before and talked about, you know, how the fans suck and how much she's done. And she was like speaking from the heart. Would you think that Ronda Rousey might be, she's probably the most hated women's wrestler there is by the fans. The fans don't like her. Well, she's a great at what she does as a heel. But right? even that, like, even even if no matter if she's heel or, or a baby case, they just don't like her. They just think, like, she just can't wrestle. They always chant, you can't wrestle. And they well, they're always know, dogging her, you know? I, I think with Ronda, what happened was is how she exited UFC. She pouted. She was very whiny. She didn't take her lumps like a champion, right? That mm-hmm. diminished her, to be completely honest, right? Like, you're so dominant. You Everything those women are today is not solely on you. But a big part of MMA and women in MMA is due to you and Gina Carrero yes. and, and, you know, like a few other women. You're a true pioneer of that sport. And it, it's not, you know, come on, man. We all know the body will catch up with your skills eventually. You can't fight time. You can't fight Mother Nature. You can't fight aging. It's just going to be a thing. And she's just not a natural at it like some of the other guys that cross over, right? Well, like, that's the she's thing. tough. She could beat any of these girls with one hand, but like as far as pro wrestling, like she's good, but she's just not. Some of her timing, some of it was just not natural. You know, well, it, it, no, I get stuff. it. I get. She's not in there enough. You look at Shayna Baszler, who's got great timing, who's got great response because she's honed the craft. She's worked hard at it, right? 
I mean, Ronda shows up for matches, then she takes off a year, and then she comes back. You're never going to be good at something if you don't get in that ring. And you yep. can toss around as much as you want, but actual match time, actual ring time, mat time is what makes you, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like boxing, right? Like, you can train, spar, train, spar for years and years and years until you actually get in that ring and actually get some rounds in yeah, that you know what's true. going on, right? So, you know, that it's just a lack of her being in the ring and, and fighting and actually, you know, producing something and doing something in that sense. Um, but that being said, I mean, what what are they supposed to do? They, they've, they've got a pretty hefty roster on both sides of women in terms of making them all teams. Yeah, I guess you're going to need some more women up there. Yeah. And I think I think we're going to get more call-ups. I mean, there are more call-ups now. We got Zoe Starks up there now. We got um, Indy Hartwell up there right now. She still hasn't made her debut on the brand. We got the uh, Isla Dawn and uh, the other, the Scottish girl. They're up there now as well. They're pretty dominant. They're a pretty crazy-looking team. Um, so there are teams up there. I, I, I'm not sure what Ronda's kind of wanting. But, I mean, if you think about it, look at both sides of the ledger. How many men's tag teams? Alpha Academy, the Usos, the Brawling Dudes, the Viking Raiders. That's four. Imperium. Imperium, five. Sammy and Kevin, that's six. Usos, seven. Right, seven, right? No, I counted the Usos. Oh, there's not that many. It's about yeah. the same money. Right, five. so there's six on either side. And for the most part, teams are put together. Right? Yeah, just random teams. Just random teams. I mean, if you look at the women's division, what do we have? Raquel and Shotzi now, right? That's one. You got Rhonda and um, Shayna. That's two. You have two. (laughs) Two tag teams. That's it. Well, no, no, no. Come on. There's got to be more, man. Uh, help me here. Help me here. Do I have any names? Like, I can't think of any. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's right random now. teams, but there's no team like a Viking. Exactly. Exactly. Like three, pro- three profits. You're right about them. Yeah, sorry. Three profits. That's seven, right? So you got seven yeah. tag teams. Alpha Academy, eight. So you got you got eight tag teams on on one side of the oh maybe hit row if you want to count them but they've been doing a lot of single stuff. Yeah, right? that was a bad move to bring those guys out. They're not very good. Are they even around anymore? They are around. They're just basically. Filling in as enhancement talent, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so let's move on here then. So, yeah, the right woman won. Uh, Asuka, she's your new women's champion. Um, let's talk about Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and, and the tribal chief and Sa- uh, Solo Sokara. Wow. I mean, that wasn't a bad match. The match itself oh, it was, was good. pretty good, man. I mean... Everyone played their roles perfectly. I loved how they tried to mock Roman and Roman caught them both times. Uh, yeah. That, that Kevin did this one spot, which really stands out for me, where, where he hit him with the center, he bounces off the ropes and hits him with the spear. I mean, the timing on both sides, just at the yeah, that was, well done. was really executed well. Um, Sammy mocking him with the super punch and then getting the shit kicked out of him was pretty funny as well. Uh, the the um the entrance uh the reception that he got coming out was phenomenal. Oh, they were hot. They loved them. They, they loved him. Uh, him announcing the team in Arabic was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but for I'm still trying to figure out what this means. <laughs> but, 
But, yeah, yeah, but I yeah, mean, I know the, the crowd, the crowd was hot for that. Crowd one. was hot for him. The Mark. crowd was hot for Mustafa Ali as well. We forgot to talk about him, but he basically put up a gallant effort. Gunther beat him. Okay, so back yeah. to this fight. Um, yeah, I know back and forth action, really, really close spots. Uh, Roman sold really well. I got to give him credit. See, yeah. this is what I'm yeah. talking about, right? I mean, he where's the ego? He was selling. He was, he was he doing his job. part. He did a great job. Uh, best part of the match probably happened near the end here. I knew it was coming close to an end. I looked at the clock and said, okay, there's got to be at least 10 more minutes. We're over the three-hour mark here. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, something's got to give here now pretty soon. Um, sure enough, they were out. They, Kevin and Sammy taken the desks apart. They were going to use them for something. And out come the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, my man. Uh, Jimmy and Jay, they, they beat up uh, Kevin through throw him across the table, eliminate him. They come mm-hmm. into the ring. They super kick Sammy. Sammy stands up, puts Solo in a headlock. It's weird how he got him in a headlock. And he gets out of the way. They hit Solo. Roman's watching this from outside the ring. He comes in, pushes Jimmy with no respect whatsoever. Jay tries to come in and intervene. He gets shoved in the face and then he gets pushed. They're told there is no more day one. There is no more us. This is it. Turns around, super kick delivered by Jimmy Uso. Crowd is going wild. The look on Jay's face tells it all. Like, what did you do? Corey Graves, what have you done? Paul Heyman's reaction, what? Everyone, my God. But Jimmy, man, he said, fuck it. Told Jay, I'm your brother. I'll always be beside you. He's not our brother. I'm your brother. I'm doing something you should have done a long time ago. Turns around, super kicks him again. And basically, that was it, man. That kind of the rest of the match is history. Solo kind of gets up, gets stunned, gets a luba kicked. And there you go. Roman Reigns, for the first time in three years, yes, he wasn't the one who got pinned. But for the first time in three years, Roman Reigns walks out of a pay per view. With a loss, yeah. So what are we so, going to do here at SummerSlam? I have a triple tag team match with Saint Zayn and Owens, and then the Usos versus Roman and Solo. No, no, like I, I, no. no I think no. now the Zayn and Kevin Owens portion of the story is complete. Now you're going to see those guys focus more with other teams. I think they're going to get into a program with Imperium. That's the next program. It'll be Imperium. And those guys at Money in the Bank, probably, as a tag team title match, um, that, that's the direction it's going. I think Kevin and Kevin and Sammy are done with the story. And I don't think Sammy and Kevin will last long as a tag team. They need to break these guys up here. Somebody's going to turn on somebody here. Well, no, eventually, but I, I, I don't think yet. Let them have the run. I think they have a good thing going. I think the way these guys work is really good. I see their dynamic growing now. You got Kevin, who's the loose cannon, who gets angry really fast and, you know, can't understand, like, why are you out here? Why are you out here? If we didn't call your name, why would you come out here? You know, that was really evident, right? Like, he's the no-nonsense Keith Peterson of the wrestling world, you know? Like, you no know, bullshit with Kevin Owens. And he'll lose his temper. And you got Sammy, who's the calm, collective guy, who's, you know, the more of the talker, 
the negotiator of the crew. So I see the dynamic building here. I think you're going to see these guys probably run with it until SummerSlam at least, right? And then you'll probably see something turn at SummerSlam. Here's a question I, I heard in the touch football field the other day. Is yeah. there, this is the regular guy. Has there ever yeah. been a more worst-dressed tag team champions ever than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? It looked like they both called out of a ditch. And I yeah. thought about that. I think of them. They look like a couple of dudes. You'd see. So they look like a couple of homely guys, man. Like it's. Is there you anybody they, worse presentable they, that have been tag team champions than those guys? God rest his soul, Brody Lee and uh, Big Red. The guy with the Big Red. Um, when when they Eric were Rowan? yeah, Eric Rowan. Yeah, but they were doing that on purpose. He's no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I, if I have to think of anything like that, that yeah, okay, would be maybe closest, anybody right? else. Um. I guess of the day of gimmicks, the Godwins. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Phineas, Phineas and... Uh, but they at least dressed similar. They had, they looked, so these guys look like... Yeah, like, at least Sammy's not wearing the short anymore. I mean, I'm, I can't fault the guy. I mean, if, if you think about it, the only one who looks like a bum out of the two is Kevin. Yeah, I know. I right? just have a... Right, right. Come on. <laughs> let's think about it. I mean, serious, Sam, so. Sammy wears black and white boots with, with black tights. Mm -hmm. Right? It's Kevin who's coming in the shorts and the fucking, you know, sleeveless shirt, sleeveless shirt right? So, I mean, if, if anyone's, ask him next match, who, which one of the two? Yeah, I was going to say. No, ask him, ask him. There. I just didn't yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, when, when do you guys play again? What's up? When do you guys play again? Saturday at 11, semifinals. Okay, perfect. So I will text you to remind you, ask the man, which one is he referring to? I guarantee he's thinking Kevin Owens. Yeah, probably. Right? It has to be. There's, I mean, Sammy looks like a wrestler. He, you can't fault the man for what he's wearing. I mean, outside of his long hair and his beard, which a lot of guys have, Kevin... Yeah, I thought about that. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. Just have, there's a, a strange, strange group of guys. Like, I well, can't... For a couple of Canadians... can't take them that yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. a hard time with it. Dude, this is something not new. And I know this is real emotion from you because you've been saying this since day one. Yeah, I'm prepared for these guys. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, hey, the show over. was That's good. Yeah, the show was really good. Was um, good. I, I think that you might see these uh, Roman and those guys go at each other at... at um, SummerSlam tag match. Maybe SummerSlam tag team match. But like, again, you might just see them go at it at uh, Money in the Bank. We don't know yet. That something's be, yeah right so something that's all we get to see how they play this well like i said they've had a few days to plan it now so i'm really looking forward to smackdown because outside of highlight package after highlight package after highlight package to start every hour um you know we'll, we'll, we'll finally get some answers here and see what's going on but that was pretty much money in the bank uh or sorry that was pretty much united champions i say money in the bank because Basically, that's how Monday Night Raw starting. We're building up to the next show, which is Money in the Bank. This is the third show now since WrestleMania that it's not been on North American soil. A premium live event, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Now we will be in the UK, London, O2 Arena, July 1st. Happy Canada Day, everybody. For Money in the Bank, the qualifying matches have already started. Uh, we won't break it down too hard, but I can tell you this, Shinsuke Nakamura and Ricochet have qualified so far for the money in the bank. Um, 
here we go, man. So the Miz lost. Uh, I, I think Ricochet being in the match is pretty decent. I think that's okay. He needs to be though. out there because he can fly around. Do some yeah, crazy moves, he can fly. Right? Shinsuke against Bronson Reed. I oh, I really felt that Bronson should have gotten the spot. I thought so. I thought so too. But again, Shinsuke's kind of been out for a while, so yeah, I can kind of yeah, so trying to up. build him back up, and you know, it's not going to hurt Bronson in any way. And the way Bronson lost is kind of knocking himself out, which kind of helps keeping him strong. So it was a clean win on that front. So we got those two guys in there right now. Um, other than that, that's basically what we have for Money in the Bank. Monday Night Raw itself was pretty good. I can't complain. Seth and AJ. Yeah, Seth and AJ at the end against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Uh, that was your main event. Um Again, it just it's kind of interesting what the Judgment Day was saying. You know, they're talking about Roman and how now they're the strongest group because of everything that happened with them. Um, this is fun. I'm I'm excited to see where things kind of go from here, man. Uh, we're far removed from WrestleMania, and wrestling looks very different than it did after WrestleMania, right? Change is really quick, man. Week to week, you never know what's going to happen. What you're going to see. <laughs> Well, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, like with AJ Styles stuff. But that's wrestling. That's why you love it. You don't know what's going to happen. No, 100%, man. That, that's why we love what we love. So basically, Chance, that's basically it. Why don't I just take a quick run here and see if there's any kind of stories of anything that kind of make anything interesting in here. All right. Okay. Backstage reaction. Back. Oh, so I, I saw this one. So you won't be seeing former Universal Champion Strowman anytime soon as he is dealing with an unspecified injury. This injury is different from the concussion he suffered April 21st. So basically, this guy's out for a little bit. He will require surgery. He won't be around for a while. So no Braun Strowman for the Braun Strowman fans out there. No, to be honest, no hit row. To be honest, man. Uh, Are any of these guys that came came back that had been they were fired and they've been any of them been a success well we know um bray wyatt kind of flopped we know uh braun Strowman's out hit row was a flop none of these guys at the fans thought oh my god you can't fire them have come back and been any good so i think they were justified of being pushed out because they haven't done anything that's unfortunate they've been injured but it's, it's part of the game yeah 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 no 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 now, my missing oh, came look, back look, look. Like, oh his when Strowman came back because he's such a jaded character, he's up at the upper echelon of maybe three or four guys in the company in terms of what you can do with him, right? Um, just because of what he's capable of and the way they built him and everything, he's very limited in what he can do and accomplish. Um, so Braun coming back didn't make sense to me because what are you going to do with him? There was one guy that I had no problem with them releasing. I, I thought the Braun, the, the, the Bray Wyatt one uh, was a mistake. And you know what? It's kind of blown up at me, to be honest. I, I mean, well, you know what it is, is that some people, we got one boss making decisions. The other guys below them think, wait a minute. I know more. I'm smarter than the boss. I'm smart. Let's talk about Vince. Talk about any kind of profession. Yeah, I'm yeah, smart. Yeah. I know better than this guy. And so yeah. Vince got rid of these guys. And then the other guy comes in, wait a minute, I'm smarter than this cool man. He brings all these guys back. They've been complete duds. Now, is there somebody that's come back that I'm forgetting? Because Hit Row wasn't okay. Bray and Braun. Who am I missing? You're there's missing. No, there's one guy more that they brought back, and he hasn't done shit on his stick, to be honest. And that's been probably my biggest disappointment because I thought, I don't want to say his name because you're right. Um, 
Carry on cross. Carry on cross is another diamond. Right? That's what I mean. Like, he was one guy I thought, like, he's got it all. He's got the size. Yeah, he's got the him. gimmick. He's got the look. He can have hair. He can be bald. He sells. He's good at what he, he's got that. He's got that, what you want. Yeah, he does. Right? And I I know that they're going to try to push him now. Um, give him another shot. Give him another shot. So let's see what they do, right? Like, I mean, at some point he's supposed to feud with Roman, right? So that's something. That. Hopefully, that's a big push for him. They're giving him all the chances. Well, well, let's so. see what they do, right? Like, I mean, you know, um, no, no one they brought back has been successful. None of them. No. Right. But I mean, no. Nope. So my point is that, like, so everybody is going crazy. And, oh my God, how dare the old man's loss was mine. But he was right because he knows the ins and outs of these guys. He's been doing it for so long. He was right to cut these guys because Bray's nothing but trouble, man. Like, is he hurt right now? Is it physical or mental? Like, where, like what's wrong with him? Have you heard? I don't know. It, it, you know it, it's a physical. I don't know what it is, but he's dealing with something physical. So, whatever it is, I, I don't know what it is. No one's really talked about it. He's been around. People are seeing him. He's he's looking forward to getting back. Um, you know, so so he is on his way back. What's okay. he suffering from? I don't know. But let's see They're what they do. About it, right? To miss, well, keep they that have to be. Well, they have to be because everything fumbled, right? They fucked. They fucked over Bobby in the process. Yeah, that's too. I feel bad right? for him. Yeah, he lost out on WrestleMania. I'm sure they compensated him. I'm sure they did well by him to make well, up. Well, financially, I'm I sure mean, he was all right. But. Right, right. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like he wasn't even on Raw this week, right? No, he's on That's SmackDown now. No, he's on SmackDown now. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got to get used to these rosters now. Um, so yeah, let's just see what they do, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I think because they have to be careful in how they bring him back, because quite frankly, that whole storyline died. Like, even what happened to Captain Howdy, Uncle Howdy, when Bray dropped, everything oh. dropped, right? Like, if they wanted to, they could have a Howdy versus Lashley match at Mania. I think they're letting Bray White have too many ideas. They should say, no, this is how it's going to be. Work within this and be creative and do your thing, but you're not going to make all this random characters, fun house, and Uncle Howdy knows here, too much. Here is what I know, okay? Dad is working remotely and making changes to shows. He won't come live anymore. He's working from home. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right? the idea. So if that's the case, and that wasn't the case when Bray came back, yeah, there's only one man who can probably harness him properly. Vinny. And Vinny. And if Vinny's working from home and making changes to the show from there, then you know what? I think you know we'll, we will see something a little different. So what's Vinny just yelling Triple H? Says, "Hey, do this, do that." And Triple H does it, or what? I don't know what the dynamic is, but he. I wonder how the know, communication goes. It's hard to do when you're not actually. No, no, they're probably talking. They're talking all the time, right? Like Vince, I think Vince takes it even more seriously now because he's, you know, the head of Endeavor, like mm -hmm. that whole group, like uh, the, the the whatever the company's called. Like he's the boss now, yep. right? No, no, Endeavor's the company that bought it, but they combining UFC and um, WWE, yeah, combining the two, making them one company. It's yeah, it's gonna be publicly traded pretty quick here. You'll be able yeah, to yeah. So they're, they're going to be putting it under a different name, right? And then they call it. Well, the stock thing would be called TKO, but I don't know what they're actually going to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there you go, TKO. So the TKO, stock is called TKO. Right. So he's the head of both those companies. So in a way, if you really want to think about it, he's above Dana. He is above Dana. Dana's like right? Triple H. People don't know. Yeah, that. yeah, he's yeah. Like, no, he's he's a creative. Triple H. He's a Triple H of that side, and 
whatnot, but Vince sees over both of them in essence. But Vince does nothing with the UFC. He's not overseeing. No, no, no. But if push came to shove, and if, if he wanted to, he could tell Dana to fuck off. If, be, if Bray Wyatt's going to be playing around, Bray Wyatt won't stick around long. Not with Vinny Boy back. He's not going to no. put up with it. No, no. So let's see what they do there. But yeah, everyone... Oh, speaking of that, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I was looking at the YouTube number. This is crazy. After Saudi Arabia, WWE got like you know, four or five million more subscribers. So WWE right now has 95 million subscribers. Impact Wrestling is the second highest. I'm surprised at that. Five million. AEW, 4.3 million. So in essence, WWE has 91 more million subscribers on YouTube over AEW. That is an astronomical number. Well, look at their TikTok numbers. Look at their Instagram numbers. Look at their Facebook numbers. Oh, yeah. Numbers. By the way, I mean, WWE's got 70 million more followers than NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, all the big formats. sports, 70 more million followers. And this product is, like you said, it's worldwide. It's all over. It's global, it's man. It's staying on popular. Not, not 95 million, right? Yes. You're, you're, close, you're close to a billion people. A billion people love professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking, okay, you know what? There has to be over a billion people who like wrestling that don't have internet, that don't have that's, computers. That's, what, that's part of it, too. Right? For older people, like, you know, like our parents' age, don't yeah. really do internet. Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. yeah. So if you think about it, that number is a billion. And yeah, now, and they now, think about it, the Saudi Arabia show is even more popular than the other ones. Right. Now, now we're talking a world population of about 7 billion people. You're basically looking at maybe 10%, a little under 10% of the world's population loves this. Mm-hmm. A billion people. It's about everything. Off. It's about action. It's about story. It's yeah. About- Want. No, a billion a billion people cannot be wrong, my man. No, right? Little kids to grandma. Impact wrestling yeah, has more no. subscribers than I, I I do because TNA's been around longer. To be fair, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right uh, than AEW. Um, and again, I I think we you know we we can talk about this and we have talked about this. It's every market has its own niche, right? Yeah. Impact. You know, the people who love Impact Wrestling are the people that like that style of wrestling, right? AEW, we've talked about it. It's the IWC's wrestling. Yes. And and this is where all those other products fail. Even though they have international stars and whatnot, um, they don't really promote internationally the way WWE does. No, WWE is massive. When, when, when WWE says it's universal, it's global, it's legit global and universal. Absolutely. Right? right? They're so, only so, getting bigger and stronger every time they get more they popular. Are. By- no, they are. And, you know, we got to keep in mind, like IndyShare coming on Raw last night. Why are they promoting it? Because there's over a billion people in that country who love these guys. Who are right? those guys? They just crushed a couple jobbers, eh? No. Smart. Yeah, yeah, no, they crushed them. And like I said, one of those guys, um, Veer, he was the guy from Million Dollar Arm. He was one of those pitchers. Oh, was that, he? Yeah. Remember that, that. That, that the Million Dollar Arm movie? Yeah, he's in there? He was in there. That was him. He's he's uh, Rinku. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, him and the other guy. So the other guy, so the story goes, uh, it's a movie called The Million Dollar Arm. It's basically John Hamm is in it, and these they basically go to India to run this sort of a contest to see if they can find anyone who could throw a baseball looking for pictures, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So cricket is huge in India. So you got all these bowlers. That's what they call a person who pitches in cricket, a bowler. All these yeah. bowlers came out and out of thousands upon thousands and thousands of people who tried, two of them made it. And these two guys were Rinku made and it. the other guy. So these guys went down to California, lived with this guy, this uh, um, uh, scout, lived with him. They took him down to USC. They started to train with that team. And then they had their tryouts with uh, the different MLB teams and Pittsburgh signed them both. That's pretty cool. So they, they worked the minor leagues. I don't know if they ever got MLB time. Maybe they, I, I think don't think they, so. I'm not sure, but I'd have to look it up. Maybe they had some preseason games or something, but maybe, I think maybe. They, they had, they had their moment. Um, after that kind of all ended, the other guy went off to Australia. He's out there coaching baseball, you know, working with stuff like that. Yeah. And now you see this guy, he put on some weight, he put on some pounds, grew out his hair and beard, and now he's a professional wrestler, right? So talented guy, talented athlete. Yeah, yeah. So Sangha and Rinku or Sangha and uh Veermon, uh that's not that's not necessarily for this market, right? And no, that's what there's moments though. No, no, they look good, but the, you gotta keep in mind when we get different things, like a lot of people I've seen complain, why are they putting these guys on? No one cares. Yeah, but no one in this market cares. But over there they do. Over there, you got people, and you got to keep in mind when we watch Raw here, they're watching it for breakfast over there. Yeah. Kids are getting up and getting ready for school watching Raw. When they see these guys. When they see these guys, right? Like, it's kind of funny. I have this thing at home where I can watch different stations around the world. So I have all of my stations where Raw will show up. So I can watch Raw from America. I can watch Raw in Canada. I can watch Raw from the UK. I can watch Raw in India. And the commercials are funny as hell. Oh, I bet, dude. You don't, you don't, you don't realize that that how much promotion and stuff that these guys do around the world. Like I'm watching this commercial in India, a commercial segment, and it's the Miz and so and so. Like, what the fuck is this commercial? <laughs> right? You know what and I mean? It's insane, dude. We we don't we only think of it the North Americanized. We don't see it from like. Yeah, England, we India, exactly, exactly, and, which is why you know I'm trying to sh get that out to the fan here. It's just like you know everything they do is calculated. You don't fuck with them, man. That's no. the biggest machine in the world. The I top know. dogs are by far. They are absolutely chance, man. We blabbered on and we jabbered on and we gabbered on, man. Uh, the hours flown by. Do you got a top five yep. or anything? What do you got? Um, I do. You ready? I'm yes. ready. I want you to name your top five. Worst tag teams that were champions. That can be from WCW, WWE, AEW, whatever you got. God, worst five tag teams ever. Oh, dude, that's tough. Like to win the tag team titles, you got to have a little bit something to, to be a shit yeah. tag team and win the titles. I mean, who? I, I'm really perplexed to think right now, man. I you put me on. Wow, you got me. <laughs> no, no, I'm really trying to think here because no, I it's think a tough one. I mean, you don't say that you're not saying that they're crappy. Okay, the okay. okay, um, God damn it, dude. What have you done here? Okay, you can use uh, WCW, yeah, I'm, 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 dude, I'm going across all the boards here. I'm trying to think of the shittiest tag teams possible. It's tough. It's very tough because all the teams that have ever won tag teams have been pretty decent tag teams, man. Uh, you know what? I would have to say one tag team 
The only the only tag team that dude, I don't have one. I don't. I well, don't what have about any. what about somebody you could say like um, like I, I Teddy think Austin, of, an IRS Money Inc. Like they're good, but they're not. You know, they wouldn't be a top team for me. Somebody like that. I would yeah, say. but see, see, when you say the worst, I'm thinking like the bottom of the barrel tag teams, right? When I look at Money Inc., yeah, they're no Road Warriors and no the Quebecers. You know, there's a few teams, but, but that had they all had runs, so they all had solid runs. Well, I'm they, not saying they're not good, but I'm saying they're the least at the bottom of the barrel for the champ. Not everybody can be, you know, the uh, Legion of Doom. You okay, know, okay, okay, fine. If we're looking at okay, if we're looking at it from that way, the Killer Bees. Okay. Um, the Heavenly Bodies. They can be just a regular tag team. Yeah, yeah. Too, that is the that Heavenly Bodies. Chuck. See, I put those guys in there. Okay, 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 hold on. So I got the Heavenly Bodies. Yeah. Uh Jimmy Del Rey and uh Dr. Tom Pritchard. Yeah. Um and again they were good, but I'm trying to find shitty teams here, right? Just looking at all of them. So the killer bees, um, the heavenly bodies, um Dude. the Godwins. Yeah, we talked about those guys earlier, the Godwins. The Orient Express. Yep. And even though they were huge in stature, they were big in size, they could have been so much more the powers of pain. Yeah. I think of teams like the Body Donnas. Uh, so yeah, the, many, right? the Body powers Donnas. Uh, who are those? Uh, Bo, Skip, Bo, yep. the, the Beverly Brothers. Beverly Brothers. Yeah. Headbangers. Uh, the headbangers, Mosh and Thrash, yeah. Now the ball's rolling, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, so that's more, more along those kind of lines. But it's tough because yeah, yeah. you got to think. You no, think about tough. spot makes it hard. Well, it's not so. You know, it wasn't so tough. Now that, now that I understand the parameters, they're just flying off the lips, right? I just, yeah. it's, I was trying to think of guys like, okay, did James Elworth ever won the tag team titles, and who did he win? Yeah, it yeah, with? I know. Right, you know, that's that's how far down I was going in the bucket. All right, Chance, I tell you what, right. man, we have basically covered everything we need to cover here. We we yeah. basically informed the world of this, that, and the other. Um, you know what? We we put on a cracker of a show here, man. This Thursday, uh, yeah, this Thursday, we will hit you guys up with some boxing. We got some matches to discuss uh that went down this past weekend. Some surprises, some not so surprising. Yeah. Um, everything was on the other side of the pond too. We didn't really have anything in North America per se. There was a top rank card per se, but nothing huge or monstrous about it. I think it was in San Diego. Uh, I think with yeah, Memorial, with, well, with Memorial Day weekend and everything as well, I don't think too much was going on in the world of boxing, right? So, uh, really. everything happened on the other side of the pond. So yeah, we'll touch on that. We'll take a look yep. at some of the stories that are making headlines, all that, and so much more on the next episode of Samp and Chance. Until then, I am Bobby Sampson with my man, with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. And the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime, and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance, everyone. Please enjoy the rest of the week. Be safe. Enjoy yourselves. Um, that's all we, we can ask for, man. Just have a great week. And we will talk to you guys on Thursday. Samp and Chance out. Adios, muchachos.